0: Tabernacle Presbyterian Church presents Sunday with Tab. Tabernacle Presbyterian Church, located at 34th and Central in Indianapolis, welcomes you to Sunday with Tab. Today, Pastor John Gable delivers the message entitled, Then, Now, and Always. So join us now from the sanctuary of Tabernacle Presbyterian Church for Sunday with Tab. Tab.
1: Our first scripture reading tonight is from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke from the sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he had named him Jesus. Our second reading today is also from Matthew's Gospel, and is coming from chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: O Lord, with the angels and the shepherds and then magi, we bow before you. And pray, O Lord, that the words of my mouth, that the meditations of our hearts together might bring honor and glory to you, the only worthy one. This we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. It is 8.35 on Christmas Eve, and whether we are big or small or old or young, the day that we have been waiting for has soon upon us. I wonder with you though, as we come to this hour, does this mean that Christmas is nearly over or that it is just beginning for you? Does Christmas Eve mark the end of the beginning or the beginning of the end of our Christmas celebration? There's always a great deal of anticipation and expectation around the Christmas season, and so it should be particularly for us as Christians. The whole of the season of Advent is one of preparation, of expectation for the coming of our Lord into our world and into our lives. But even those of us who miss the spiritual meaning of this season still feel the buildup to this Christmas celebration. This, the stores have been reminding us of it since Halloween. College students have been looking forward to finishing finals and getting home for a break. Families have been making preparations for being together, to coming home or to going home, and friends to hearing from those they haven't heard from or seen for a while, perhaps in some cases for years. There is a flurry of activity in nearly every household, shopping and cooking and wrapping and cleaning, all making ready for the Christmas celebration. But still there are others among us who look forward to Christmas coming simply so that they can get past it. Those who feel too much stress and strain from the holidays, those whose Families don't enjoy those extended intimate times together. Those who are facing this season perhaps for the first time without a loved one or a special place to be, they too are looking forward to Christmas coming simply so that they can get past it. There's a curious thing about Christmas. We can look forward to it and anticipate it and prepare for it for months or for weeks or for days, depending on how much of a procrastinator you are, and then suddenly it's over. Gifts that it took so long to find and to wrap are opened in mere seconds. Meals that take hours to plan and prepare are consumed in mere minutes. Family and friends we wait for so long to see seem to leave as quickly as they come, and suddenly the house is quiet again. Maybe for you that's good, and maybe not so much. My mother always used to say to us kids and grandkids, love to see you come, love to see you go. (laughs) So now that Christmas is here, we know from experience that soon it will be over. So then what for you? Does this night mark for you the beginning of the end, or is it the end of the beginning of Christmas? In various ways throughout this Advent season, we have looked together at the testimony of scripture. For centuries before the birth of our Lord, the prophets spoke clearly of his coming. Look, a virgin is with child and shall bear a son, and you shall name him Emmanuel. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them the light has shined, for a child has been born to us a son is given to us. Oh, but to you, Bethlehem of Ephrathah, who are one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth one who is to rule Israel, whose origin is from of old, who's ancient of days. So for centuries, people of faith have waited and watched and prayed for the coming of the promised Messiah. And then in the fullness of time, this child was born. And we know the story. We know the story of Mary and Martha, of of Mary and Joseph, of angel visitations and choruses, of mangers and shepherds and magi and a star. Centuries of hopeful waiting and watching and praying led to the manger in Bethlehem and the birth of the Christ child. But again, did this long-expected, much-anticipated holy birth mark the end of the beginning, or the beginning of the end? As the angels returned and went back into heaven, the shepherds to their sheep, the magi present their gift and go back home, and that first Christmas was over. After centuries of waiting, then what? Peter Marshall once said, Nothing is over quite like Christmas when it is over. Is that all Christmas was for them then? Or is for us now? A great build up for a single day, a special event that when it is over, it suddenly ends like any other day. Just another day wedged between all of the others that we then simply clean up after and then start the timer again in preparation for next year same time, same place, same station. No, that is not what Christmas was for them then nor what it should be for us today. Our celebration this evening is not the beginning of the end, it is the end of the beginning. Christmas begins again tomorrow, just as it began long ago in a humble cattle stall in Bethlehem. This day, this birth, marks a new beginning. Theologian Karl theologian Heim gives us a helpful image that in the coming of Christ, the lightning has flashed, but the thunder of God's final victory is yet to sound. We know that lightning and thunder form one event. Advent reminds us to look back with faith to the coming of Christ at Bethlehem and then to look forward with hope to the final victory of Christ in the future. And while these two events seem to be so different and distinct from one another, in the economy of God they are but one event. Christ has come. Christ will come again. And in the meantime, between those two great events, we become part of the inbreaking of God's kingdom into our world and into our lives. Consider again our two scripture lessons for this evening. The birth, of narrat- birth narrative is recorded for us in the first chapter of Matthew's gospel and then the great commission of our Lord at its conclusion. In the first, we hear of God's coming to be with us and then in his ascension, we hear of his promise never to leave us. By the ministry and indwelling of his Holy Spirit to all who receive him by faith, he promises, remember, I am with you always to the end of the age, that Christ is with us then, now, and always. So regardless of how we view our celebrations, Christmas is only a day if we make it a day. It is only over if we let it end. The angel announcement to Mary was that this child born of Bethlehem would be called Emmanuel, which in Hebrew means God is with us. The Christmas story announces that God is with us, not just for a moment in time, not just for a span of years, not simply for one day a year, much less one hour a week, but the promise of Christmas is that God is with us then, now and always. I told a story a number of years ago that I can't quite get out of my mind and so I believe it is worth repeating. It's the story of two American teachers who in 1994 were invited by the Russian Department of Education to teach morals and ethics based on biblical principles in schools and prisons and businesses as well as at a large orphanage where over 100 abandoned and abused children were left in the care of a government-run program. They tell of their experience in their own words. I quote, It was nearing the holiday season, so we told them the traditional Christmas story, and they were hearing it for the first time. We told them about Mary and Joseph arriving in Bethlehem and finding no room in the inn, and how they went to a stable where the baby Jesus was born and placed in a manger. The children and orphanage staff sat in amazement as we listened, as they listened to the story. Some sat on the edges of their stools, trying to grasp every word. When we finished the story, we gave the children three small pieces of cardboard to make a crude manger. Each was then given a small paper square cut from yellow napkins, which they carefully tore into strips and laid in the manger for straw. Small squares of flannel cut from an old nightgown were used for the baby's blanket. And finally, we gave each of them a small doll-like baby cut from tan felt that we had brought from home. One of the teachers then continues the story in this way. The orphans were busy assembling their manger as I walked among them to see if they needed any help. All went well until I got to one table where little Misha sat. He looked to be about six years old and had finished his project. And as I looked at what the little boy had made, I was startled to see not one, but two babies in the manger. Quickly, I called for a translator to ask the boy why there were two babies instead of one. Crossing his arms and looking very serious, little Misha began to repeat the Christmas story, word for word, just as he had heard it, until he came to the part where Mary placed the baby Jesus in the manger, and then little Misha began to ad-lib. He said, when Maria laid the baby in the manger, Jesus looked at me and asked if I had a place to stay. I told him I had no mama or papa, so I don't have any place to stay. Then Jesus told me that I could stay with him. But I told him that I couldn't stay because I didn't have a gift to give him like everyone else did. But I wanted to stay with Jesus so much, I thought about what I had that I could give him as a gift. I thought maybe if I keep him warm, that would be a good gift. So I asked Jesus, if I keep you warm, will that be a good enough gift? And Jesus told me, if you keep me warm, that will be the best gift anybody has ever given me. So I got into the manger with him, and then Jesus looked at me and told me I could stay with him for always. As little Misha finished his story, his eyes filled with tears, and he put his hands over his face. He had finally found someone who would never abandon him, never abuse him. He had finally found someone who would stay with him for always. Friends, that's the message of Christmas, isn't it? That God's promise through the ages was fulfilled on that Christmas day, that the one for whom people of faith had been waiting and watching and praying had finally come, But this birth was not the end of the story, it was just the beginning, and we are living in it still. The message of Christmas is this, that God is with us, not just for a time, not just for a season, much less a day, not just for then, not even just for now, but for always. And that, my friends, is the best good news we will ever hear. Thanks be to God and let us pray. Our Lord God, we thank you that you have cared enough about us to bend down, to come to us in a way that we could see and know and touch and love and understand one who would be with us then, now, and always. May we know, hold on to this promise, for the promise is sure in you through the child of Bethlehem, even Jesus Christ, our Lord. Lord, on this holy night, hear our prayer.
0: You're listening to Sunday with Tab, a production of Tabernacle Presbyterian Church in Indianapolis. We hope you have found inspiration and comfort in today's program. There are many ways to enjoy today's message again. Subscribe to the Tab podcast on your favorite podcast app, or go to tabprez.org, tap on the graphic marked Sermons and select the sermon you wish to hear. While there, you can also view the entire worship service. We invite you to join us for worship this morning at Tabernacle Presbyterian Church. We're located at the corner of 34th Street and Central Avenue in Indianapolis. At 8 a.m., we have a communion service in the chapel and at 10 o'clock, a beautiful worship service in the sanctuary. The 10 o'clock service is also live-streamed on our YouTube channel, Tab Indie. For all information on the services and streaming, go to tabprez.org. That's T-A-B-P-R-E-S dot O-R-G. Thanks for listening, and join us next week at the same time for Sunday with Tab.